Good afternoon, folks. You are tuned in to Short Story Scores on CITR 101.9 FM. Broadcasting live from the unceded territory of the Musqueam people here at UBC. My name is Jordan, and I will be your host for the hour. This is a bi-weekly radio show drawing connections between the narratives and themes of some of my favorite short stories and music. I'll be attempting to uh, fit a soundtrack to a particular author or anthology each episode. And I, I hope that you enjoy listening to it. Now, for those listening live, yes, I'll be discussing spoilers in quotation marks, I guess. And I don't want to ruin any endings that you may be able to enjoy on your own. So this is your warning in advance. However, for those listening post-recording, I'll attach the stories in some description so that you can follow along if you do so choose. Goal for this episode, get my levels right. I was, like, really off with balancing between my voice and the music last week. I hope now is okay for you, you, you fine listeners, but the real test is going to be if I can keep this, uh, keep this up. So hopefully you don't have to turn the volume up or down too much. That's, that's a goal of mine this week. Now, who am I going to be talking about this week? Short story stores, right? There's going to be some short stories going on, right? Okay, let me turn it down just a bit. Great music, but... Okay, so who am I talking about this week? Anton Chekhov. I was talking to some Persian friends, and like I guess there's some like Russian, you know, sort of influence in Persian culture as well. They've heard of this guy too, but I guess a lot of people have heard of this guy. Like they learned about him in high school. Chekhov, right? He he wrote the he wrote the seagull. That's like a famous famous play of his. And Uncle Vanya, and the cherry orchard. Okay, but who who's this guy? He's Russian, right? He's Russian. 1860 to 1904, so 44 years, you know, not not too long of a life, but you know, li- lived a decent amount. Born in Tagnarog, Tagnarog, it's like off of the Black Sea. It's kind of near near Ukraine, that whole like peninsula, the Crimea Peninsula area, but on the Russian side. Um, he ended up moving to Moscow after a while, like you know, he 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 ended up going to med school and everything, becoming a doctor. So he's like a doctor slash writer like living the life but i guess you know that's how you made a lot of money back then and he was actually he, he he had like a big requirement to be able to support a lot of his family like what he he did make a lot of money from you know being a doctor but he also wrote a lot and had to like support his family because his family they were into some convenience d- drugstore in in town back in tagnarog but it went under business due to some like gambling and then he he, he was supporting his sisters and father all from afar so good on checker for that um, Russian, right? Why else do we need to know about this guy, right? I'm just going to talk about a random guy today. Okay, check off. I told you some Persian friends knew him. He's written the plays, The Seagull, Uncle Vanya. Those are some famous things. But he's also known for a concept called Chekhov's gun. And you, you, you might have heard of it. It's like the, the, the act of the, the, I don't know, the, the, the fact that every single piece in a scene or like a set, you, this is in terms of like drama and plays, Everything has to be important. So when you place something somewhere, there has to be a purpose behind it. So if you if you just this even applies to writing, right? If you're saying, okay, there's a gun, <laughs> someone was holding a gun, in like just you just drop that randomly. It's like, okay, I need to know why that person was holding the gun. I'm not just gonna like drop that sort of thing and like not acknowledge it. So it's like Chekhov's gun, right? That's like a famous term used in acting. So if there's something in a set piece or like in a movie, it should be important. Everything should be important. More on acting, Stanislavski, if you're like into into like acting principles at all, if you've ever taken an asking acting class, he's like really big into Chekhov. He's like, oh, his plays are so good, oh my gosh. And like, I know I've talked to some uh, theater students and they like, they t- they've taken a class on Stanisl- Stanislavski's system of acting, who's like also Russian, so Russian, 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 Russian. 
And yeah, he, he references Chekhov a lot. And he's like big into the art of experiencing, making sure you actually like take on the role of the the person that you're acting. You know, like don't, don't just like pretend to be someone, like see the motivations behind why these people are feeling these ways. You know, it's just good acting, you know? So imagine, you know, Adam Driver in, in Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. That, that, that movie's so awesome. They were definitely, you know, art of experiencing, Stanislavski. Yeah, good movies. So have I ever seen that? Is that the last good movie I've seen recently? Yeah, Marriage Story. Go watch that. All right. Before I start talking about the short stories, I would like to play you a bit of music. I've been talking for a bit so far. And I imagine CITR has been playing this particular album a lot over the past two weeks. Um, Andy Schaff, his new album came out January 24th, which is like a month ago. But, you know, it's recent. He did a Jimmy Kimmel show that's really good. And he's actually playing the Commodore Ballroom downtown Friday the 26th. Friday? February the 26th. I don't know if that's a Friday. I cannot confirm. I just have an F here. F26. That probably means February. But yeah, I would describe this album as like pop with clarinets. Clarinets, right? Clarinets, great, great instrument. So I'm going to play one of his tracks before I get going. And uh, I hope you enjoy the tune. And I said, greetings, old man. He 
He hung his coat on the wall and took the stool next to mine. He has rose for one glass of Merlot and she left. Oh, I'm just fine. I'm wasting time. Sometimes there's no better You are listening to CITR 101.9 FM, Short Story Scores with your host, Jordan. This week, we're going to be talking about Anton Chekhov, and I'm going to be um, reading, uh, summarizing, uh, talking about some of the short stories of his. But what you just heard was Andy Schaff's newest album, Neon Skyline, the title track, Neon Skyline. It's pretty good. I'd recommend going, checking out some YouTube videos of him playing those tunes live. Um, I love clarinet so much i don't think i'm gonna learn it it's like a it'd be cool i think it'd, it'd be cooler than flute yeah it's it, there, i've been hearing a lot more clarinet in pop music recently it's, it's 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 you know it's 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 getting up there yeah but i'm gonna be playing some more tunes of his later on but before i do that i'd like to uh continue the show so anton Chekhov, right he's he's writing stories he's how old is he he's 23 he's 23 when he wrote this story oh geez doing my math what are the <laughs> What did I do when I was 23? I'm not 20. I'm older than 23 now. I can say that. Oh, oh gosh. Well, what this is, I'd say one of the, the this is the most fun we're going to have with the stories. Like all the other stories, they have sad endings. I guess this also has a sad ending as well, unfortunately. But it's a funny way to get to the sad ending. Oh, what have I done? I've just chosen stories that are like all written, written filled with sad ending. Gosh. Anyways, I like the beginning of this and the middle and almost up to the end. Kind of ruined the end. Okay, so this one is called Death of a Government Clerk, right? Death of a Government Clerk. There's already foreshadowing for someone dying, right? Oh, my gosh. Well, there's a guy named Ivan, Ivan, Ivan Chervikov, Chervikov. And he's, you know, he's, he's at an opera in Russia, you know, in the 80s. Not the 80s, not the 1980s, but the 1880s. So, like, operas were a big thing. He was, it was like an opera about, what's it called? Les Cloches de Carnaval. It was about an aristocrat going back to his, like, old family to reclaim a fortune. But suddenly, okay, he's watching the opera, right? He has to be all formal at the opera. Suddenly, he's like, uh, 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 and he sneezes, right? His face puckers up, and he's like, ooh, chew. And, like, you know, that's cool. Everyone sneezes. That that happens, right? Police, policemen sneeze, peasants sneeze, peasants. Why did I say peasants? <laughs> halt you, peasants. Uh, Counselors sneeze, uh, military officers, they all sneeze, right? So it happens, right? And he looks around just to see if he's inconvenienced anyone. And it turns out there's like a big military general that he that visits his office from time to time. His name is General Brizhalov. And anyone with like Zeds in their name, I feel just their 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 intimidation level just increases like threefold. Like, sh- sh- <laughs> I mean, like, like a Chavez or like, I don't know, 
Grizz, Grizzly. Like the last names with Zeds in them, that, that's really intimidating, right? So he, he just sneezes on a guy with Zeds in his last name, and he's in the military, so it's like, oh, geez. So he goes up to the guy, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to uh, like sneeze on you. And then the guy says, yeah, don't mention it. He's, he's a really nice guy, even even if he is like, you know, Brizzlehoff as like an intimidating name. So he just says, sit, me, sit down. Just let, let me listen to the rest of the opera, right? But this guy, Yvonne, right, he's like, okay, no, I, I saw some kind of, like, uncertainty in this guy's eyes. I think he still doesn't like me, right? This is this is classic, you know, worrying about if someone's telling you the truth or not. And, like, oh, I'm, they actually do really care and they're really pissed off at me that I sneezed on them. But they're just not saying it because they want to be polite, but he's definitely pissed off at me. And so he's, he's getting in his head. He's like, okay, he's going to go back up to the general and be like, okay, I, I'm so sorry. I, I really do apologize for sneezing on you. And he does, he says that. He, the general's like, okay, don't mention it. I've forgotten all about it. So, you know, the opera ends and they go back home and he talks to his wife about it. He's like, okay, I really had this awkward confrontation with this military general today. He's like, oh, I, I didn't know if the, the, if he was like actually honest in saying that it was okay for me sneezing on him. Cause if, I don't know if I, someone sneezed on me, I've been, I've been claimed as like a sort of passive aggressive person by many people, <laughs> but like I, for some per- particular things, like I don't really mind, like everyone sneezes, right? And the, his wife's like, yeah, everyone sneezes. I'm sure the guy, the guy understood. But Ivan, Ivan is still not certain. He's like, he's, he's, he's very intimidated by this guy. He, he has Zeds in his last name. So he has to go, he, he's like, okay, I'm going to clean myself up. I'm going to present myself nicely. Gets, go gets a haircut, you know, gets in a nice suit and goes to the uh, general's office and apologizes the next day because they work at the same office. And the general starts getting intimidated. He's like, not intimidated, in, er, er, aggravate, aggravated, right? He's like, okay, this guy continuously comes up to me and is like apologizing. No, I'm done with it. I've told him that I'm okay with everything. You're making fun. Of, do you think I'm a joke? And this is what the, the general is thinking. Like, you're, you're, you're just coming up to me, th- continuously apologizing. I'd really appreciate it if you did stop it. He, he doesn't say appreciate, but I, I'd really like you to stop it, right? So, okay, the, you know, even goes off. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. Still not certain that he's okay with me. I think he really doesn't like me, and I feel like I really need to express my feelings in a in a finite form, in a finite form, in a physical form. So he ends up going and writing a letter. He's like, "Okay, I can't talk to this guy. Talking isn't working, right?" <laughs> so I'm gonna write him a letter, and he goes to write the letter, and he can't even muster words. He was like, he, he's he's continuously stuck on the opening sentence of like an essay, right? He's like trying to get the words. So he's like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to go to the office one final time at the end of the day and just get it out of my head. This is my, uh, this is the last time I'm apologizing, and that's it. Like, I've sneezed on this guy once yesterday, and, like, the, the past 24 hours have just been hell. So I'm just going to go and apologize to him one last time. And he goes, and the general flips out. He's like, are you making fun of me? I, am, I, am, I have no time for this, this ridiculousness. Um, I, I, just get out of here, okay? I'm, I'm done with you. And the general, okay, he snaps, right? He's really unhappy with this guy that continuously apologizes to him, right? Canadian culture, can stop apologizing so much. But something snaps in Ivan. He's like, oh my gosh, I, uh, I'm, what have I done? I've, I've, been, I've been apologizing to this guy so much, and um, I haven't been having any success with it. I've just continuously being anxious about, like, what this person thinks of me, and he's, I've just ruined our relationship. You know, me and the general, you know, Briz, we, we used to be best buds, but now we're not. We even went to the opera together. So he goes home, he lies down and dies. And that's the end of the story. So yeah, Chekhov, right? He wrote that story at 23. So maybe he could have written a better ending, like a happier ending. But I, I just see that the ending of the story is like, okay, something just something snapped in him. That, that's me snapping, right? Snap. That's me snapping with my other finger. 
something snapped in him and he just died, right? So maybe he could have written another ending, but it does reinforce the idea. Okay, so we're talking about the ideas of this. What do I get from this story, right? Getting stuck on something and constantly being worrying about what other people think of you. And sometimes you, you might go overboard. Like this all happened within 24 hours. So maybe just forcing yourself to let it rest. Maybe sit, taking some melatonin to like go to bed if you can't, if you can't, if you're having time like going to sleep or just distracting yourself with other uh, social endeavors so that you can get your mind off of like a certain thing. Yes, I, I hate the, I hate, when I do not know what other people think of me, I feel like I've, Ivan, my boy, Ivan, I, I, I relate to you, man, because like, you don't know if something you did, you should be apologizing for and you should be apologizing too much. I don't know if I would apologize that much, but I can relate to you, Ivan. Shout outs. Good story. Death of a government clerk. I'd say it's a comedy with a sad ending. Happy about that story. Now, let's continue playing some music. I started off with Andy Schaff. I'm going to continue playing some more of him. Neon Skyline, good album, go listen to it, clarinets, Commodore Ballroom, February in like, in a week, in like two weeks, one week, in one week, in exactly one week, next Thursday, I believe, it's a good venue, go check it out, um, yeah, so this, how am I going to connect to this, um, the stories, the, the songs I'm going to play are 13 hours, which is kind of like how long of a time it took for him to think about, you know, what he had done. I guess it was 24 hours, but... And then try again, because he kept trying again to be able to apologize to this guy. So we play some more Andy Schaff, then talk about stories after that. But in the meanwhile, I hope you enjoy some of this music. I say it 
your fault that I never got Sincerity, I smile at her for just a little too long. Charlie's drinking wine, Judy's laughing at him. She says, I forget that you're such a fancy guy. He tips his hat, says, My lady, do you come here often? I swear I've seen them do this one hundred times before. Sincerity, she puts her hand on the sleeve of my coat. She says, I've missed this. I say, I know I've missed you too. She says, I was actually talking about your coat. She makes me laugh. Oh, wow, she makes me laugh. I just let my head sink down and fix some deep songs. and jealousy I watch her talking to some old friend what a reunion he recognized her across the room how many years could there be to catch up on and somewhere between drunkenness and honesty I make a silent toast to the things that I do and don't miss 
I hope you enjoyed some more of Andy Schaaf. I looked more into his album. Okay, yeah, Andy Schaaf, Neon Skylines. And yeah, it's like about, well, at least the first couple songs are about just like meeting up with friends that you hadn't reconnected with in a long time. And I was like, man, that's so that's so delightful. So awesome. So pleasant. I, I like this guy. He has a nice voice. I wish, yeah, he has such a nice voice. All right. More Anton check more Russian Russian stories from the 80s, 1880s. I'm going to be talking about some more sad ones. going to be heavy on your heart. This next one, heartache. That's, that's what it's called. So it's, you know something something bad happened. I guess the, it's, it's a sad story, but it has a nice ending. So it's kind of the inverse. Like the, the first story had like, you know, it was kind of playful and then it ended sadly. This one, you know, it's kind of the opposite. So setting it up, right, heartache. Um describes a setting something a very beautiful snowy night not something that we get very often here in vancouver it's just miserable rain but uh you know there's other places in canada where you can receive these or just read stories or watch videos like i don't read much poetry but it was like reminding me of robert frost's like stopping by the woods on a snowy evening it's like oh the way they were describing like the nice so what's happening is there's a cab driver right he's the he's the protagonist of the story iona I-O-N-A, I think that's how you would pronounce it, with his horse, you know, him and his horse just, you know, driving around, driving around, that's cabs, you know, Uber, but for 1880s, they didn't have the app set up yet, but that was coming in a couple years, but it's a beautiful night, but, um, Iona, it's a beautiful night, but that doesn't mean Iona's feeling that beautiful, he's actually feeling pretty miserable, we don't know why immediately, but it's, we're gonna find out soon. He's described as white, white as a ghost and bent double any human could withstand, you know, like really, really crunched up and uncomfortable. So he's, he's riding around and then a customer is like yelling at him. He's like, hey, get over here. What are you at? And he picks up the customer and the customer, they start having like a pleasant conversation. The horse, unfortunately, isn't that cooperative. Uh, does the horse have a name? I don't, uh, I should have, maybe that's somewhere in the notes here. But the horse, you know, he's... He's like driving into like other other people by accident, and it's just making the whole situation more uncomfortable. But it's 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 making the the customer, who's an officer, I believe, and and the cab driver Iona, like bond. They're bonding over how how upset they are with this horse. Um, so they're talking. They're they're a bit comfortable, you know. They're complaining about scoundrels, you know, on the road, you know, getting in the way of the horse. Okay, and then the Jonas being uncomfortable. He wants to talk about something. Something's been on his mind for the past week. So he's like, he drops the bond. The bomb, my son died this week. And it's like, oh, man, if I heard that, I'd be like, dang, like that really sucks. But the officer, he has other things on his mind. Like he asked politely, like, what a fever or other other possible sicknesses. And he kind of gets distracted. Like the, the Iona starts describing the sort of sickness. But then, you know, the horse is like, you know, messing around. So he, he gets you know, stumbling around, and then the officers just gets distracted, and the whole conversation just sidetracks. And Yona really wanted to talk about his son dying last week, but he can't. He, he the 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 um the officer now is like distracted, and then he ends up falling asleep. And he doesn't want to wake someone up to be able to talk about something that he's sad about, so he just lets the officer sleep. And like, okay, 
I'll, I'll talk about it with someone else because I have been wanting to talk about this with someone f- like for an entire week, but okay, this isn't my opportunity. So maybe, maybe the next, maybe, maybe the next, uh, you know, uh, customers of mine. So drops off the officer, right? <laughs> Excuse me. The next, the next people that come in, three young men, they are a bit intoxicated and they pay not as much as they, um, as they should. 20 kopecks. It's not a fair price. Kopecks. I think that's the currency how you'd pronounce it but um they're not that polite and what happens is that they're being you know they're being drunken fools and they're 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 complaining and just being annoying but he really he you know he he couldn't talk about his son with the past officer and he really wants to talk about it with someone so he, he waits for a pause in the conversation and then he he tells them he's like okay i really want to talk with these drunkards about my son dying because i'm really sad about it right so he drops it. He's like, okay, my son died last week. And immediately, one of the, one of the young men, the scoundrels, they're like, we all die. It's, it, it, it happens. And it's like, man, I really wanted to talk about this with someone. And it's just, it's just not happening. Like, I'm trying to be able to discuss, like, you know, a really tragic event in my life. And nobody wants to be able to cooperate. And they're, like, kind of putting me down. So he, like, tries to keep the conversation natural. He giggles. He's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, people do die. Ha, ha, ha. I'm so okay, right? And then everyone, it stops, and then they start get dozing off as well, and then he drops them off, right? And that's the end of the second cab ride. And then he's, like, wandering around town. He's, like, really sad, and he doesn't see any, you know, customers to be able to pick them up. Didn't make that much money tonight, so he just ends up, he's like, okay, screw it. I wasn't able to talk to anyone. I'll go back to the stables. Maybe there must be some employees there that I could chat with, right? Gets back. Yeah, he didn't earn enough to be able to even pay for the hay for the horse. You know, the horse was being a scoundrel the whole time. He was, like, running into people, and he's like, ah, you damn darn horse. But he loves the horse anyways. The horse is cool. And he sees an employee at the, uh, at the, at the you know, the, the stable, and he starts chatting with them, and he, he drops the bomb again. He's like, okay, my son died. I want to talk about it with someone. And, um, yeah, the, the, the employee, the, the co-employee, just falls asleep. He's, like, just too tired. He, he, he doesn't want to be able to talk with them. And I understand that, right? Like, not everyone is okay to be able to emotionally support someone at, like, you know, a late time of the night, you know, we've all had long days as well, but you can really feel for this guy. It's like, he wants to talk about it with someone and just nobody, nobody is cooperating with this man, right? He's like, he wants to describe the funeral that happened, how his daughter couldn't be able to, he wasn't able to visit him when he was, when, when the son died, Yeah, how he had to go to the hospital and see the body and collect the clothes. And it's like, man, this is really, this really sucks. He's describing it to the reader, I guess, but not, he can't describe it to anyone else. So he goes down so he, he he's like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to go go to bed. He goes down to the stable to be able to feed uh, like the horse for one last time. And he, he stumbles with the hay and he like, he's like, okay, oh, sorry about that. He apologizes to the horse. Oh, apologies, right? This is the theme of this episode, right? But it's like, wait, okay, yeah. I've, I, and he starts talking. He's like, man, I just have a really hard week. He's like, wait a minute. It's like, and then he goes off on a tangent just talking to his horse, right? Because he, he wasn't able to talk with humans, but he was able to sympathize. You know, the horse that was causing him so many issues with, like, people the other all the other time. He's The horse is willing to listen, man. Like, the horse is chilling there. He's happy with his hay. He's, he's been fed. And he'll he'll be... He'll, he's all ears. I, ears? He, shears? T- I don't know if you can... Yeah. Ear, ears of ears of corn. If he was eating corn, maybe I would have been able to make a joke out of that, but... He, he, he surrenders all his grief to the horse and he's able to discuss. So that's like kind of like surrendering grief to your pets. They're always willing to listen to you. But it's a, it's a really nice pleasant ending to the story because he was able to finally find someone to be able to talk with. 
And yeah, like, I, what do I get from that story, right? Like, you can be able to find people to talk to about particular things in your life that you can't talk with other people about. You'll find them in very odd places, not necessarily a horse, right? Like, okay, I don't know many people that are listening now that have uh, easy connections to be able to chat with horses. But, you know, an old friend or someone that's back home in, like, your hometown or even just, like, a, a student that you went to class with or... Uh, uh, like a random customer that, at a coffee shop that you usually go to, just describing something different that you aren't able to talk about with any people, any other people. So yeah, you can find people to talk to in very odd and unlikely situations. And that's that's a heartwarming ending to this heartache of a story. Uh, 86. He was 26 when he wrote that. I got I got a couple years... To, I don't know. 26, jeez. Anyways, I'm going to continue on with music after heartache. So how am I going to connect this beautiful ending to music? All right. So I have two Canadian tracks, Harlequin Gold. They released recently put out an LPEP called Baby Blue. It's only four tracks, September 2019. I uh, just like to advertise that they are playing at the Fox Cabaret, April 4th. So if you want to go check them out, if you like these songs, you can go check them out. I would describe it with pop with like really pleasant harmonies so it's like a lot of pop music today but it's, it's really nice music uh the song's name take me home that's what everyone wanted to be that's everyone was saying take me home Iona. take me home i don't want to hear about your grief that's what they were saying Iona. so that's how i'm connecting this song to uh, anton Chekhov. so i hope you enjoy these two tracks off of baby blue harlequin gold's new ep
I'm keeping hold of the scars if one year my father gave me two. I'm lost inside this beating heart in a maze of solitude. And I hardly gave it a second glance when I walked all over you. Got holes in all my pockets still, I caught the love you threw. I hope you were in, well, did enjoy some tracks off of Harlequin Gold's new EP, Baby Blue, which came out in September 2019. Canadian? Where are they from? Where are they from? They are from Vancouver. Hey, look at that. Hey, what up? They're pretty good. Now, let us continue with my last story of the episode. I'm going to be talking about another Anton Chekhov story. I hope you have been enjoying so far. I'm going to be talking about his most well-known story, or one of his most well-known. Well, he has plays that are more well-known, but his most well-known story is called The Lady with the Pet Dog, 1899. Now, when he wrote this, he had recently moved to this new city called Yalta. Um, it's West Russia. It's like close, yeah, very European Russian area. And, um, but the reason he had moved there is because he wanted to get, be able to get away from society because he had a tragedy that happened in his life. His, his father has just passed away. So he's like, okay, I'm going to write, I'm going to do some prime writing of my life after a big tragedy happened, you know, like take, take advantage of this situation. So he moves to Yalta and he starts writing some stories in the Yalta, you know, sort of setting. And I guess I'll start about talking about this story. So it takes place in Yalta. There's a guy named Garof, Dmitry Garof. 
and he's married. He has a daughter. He, he, he has like sort of a life um, outside of Yalta. He's just visiting for work. But he's encountering a, a lady every single day near the coffee shop. You know, you know, if you see someone recurring every single day, that's a consistent way to be able to start building it like in a, a like a even just a friendship with them, you know. Um, but he's seeing this lady and she has this pet Pomeranian. He's like, I want to know about her. And he asks people about her. He, he doesn't actually just go up to her and introduce himself. He just because he's always just too like late. He's like, OK, I, I can't be able to reach contact with this lady so i'm just gonna ask about her and nobody really knows about her name or even the dog's name excuse me but okay he ends up okay it's like okay i'm gonna go chat up with her one day they like awkwardly have a conversation in the coffee shop and they you know they hit it off right okay dimitri is married right but we we learned that the lady we don't get her okay her name is anna her name is anna we learned that she's also married as well and, you know, they start chatting. They, they're, they're un, their mutual hatred for this, like, kind of boring city, which Anton Chekhov, the writer of the story, is also living in, so he's complaining about the city that he's also living in through these um, characters. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're having a good time. You know, they, they talk about some complicated problems with the lives that they're having currently away from their cup, like their loved ones, their significant others. And, you know, he, he walks her home, and they, they start hitting it off. They start seeing each other, like, every, every couple days. You know, they describe... They start talking about, yeah, their unhappiness with their marriages, right? Okay, so we're, we're talking, we're entering romance story sort of situation, right? Lady with the pet dog, you know, this is a romance, right? We're going we're gonna to get into this stuff. And yeah, Gorov is kind of unhappy, and he, but he doesn't like the idea of like, you know, breaking up with his wife because, you know, that that's, that's you know, that's, that's not cool back in 1899. So they're like, okay, we're going to end, we're going to end this, you know, we have feelings for each other, but no, this, this can't happen, right? So she ends up deciding that she's going to go back to Geisha. That's the name of the city. Uh, so many cities that I have to... Yalta, Geisha, Moscow isn't that difficult. Uh, where was Chekhov born? I have this somewhere. Tagnarog. So many Russian cities that I don't know. But she trains off and he's like, okay, this, this kind of sucks, right? He's unhappy. But he's like, okay, no, I'll forget about her in a month. He gives it like the 30 day limit. He's like, okay, I'll forget about this girl that I really, I'm really vibing with. But he does not, the 30, the 30 days does not happen. He's like, okay, I'm still thinking about her. I'm going to go to the city that she said she was at and going to go try to visit her. I guess, is it, is it, is it creepy? They didn't leave on like a, I, I dislike you. It was more of a, we need to set ourselves apart. So I, I describe it as kind of creepy because he ends up going to her house and like walking around and specifically looking for the dog because he sees the dog. He doesn't see Anna though. It's like, okay, the dog is around this area, but he's too nervous to be able to go up to the house. So he's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep back here and not go in. But he, he's like kind of given up because he doesn't want to be able to go up to the house and the husband shows up and he's like, oh shit, the husband's here. So he's, and he's like kind of giving up, but he sees that there's a comedy in town and he knows that Anna, Anna likes going to see plays. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go see the play and hopefully Anna will be there. He goes to the play. Anna is there. Uh Oh, right. And you know, Anna doesn't know she trained off. She's like in a different city. She doesn't know Gurup has come to visit and they end up seeing each other and like, oh shit. So they go have a chat at the upper balcony and they're like, oh man, why'd you do come see me? But she's like, oh man, I do have feelings for you. Oh gosh. So they, they start talking about it and they're like, okay, no, they can't both make excuses to leave their significant others, but they do want to keep visiting each other because, you know, they, they do like each other. And the ending of the story, right? Okay. So it's a short story. It's, it doesn't go too long. Lady with the pet dog, right? It, it ends 
not ambiguous, but on the on the idea that like the struggle has only begun. Like if they do want to continue like going forward with this, that there's going to be only more issues that not issues, but you know hurdles that they're going to have to be able to jump over if they want to continue this. But they do want to continue like jumping over those hurdles. So that's that's kind of sweet. Um, that is so yeah. Like the idea of being able to willing to like not make sacrifices, be able to jump over like lots of difficult situations in order to cooperate with the other significant other. That's, that's, that's kind of heartwarming. This is Anton Chekhov's like most well-known short story. And I do like it, but not my favorite, you know, like I do want to like describe it to you because it's like one of his most well-known. It's like, uh, it's, it's so ambiguous. Like there's no satisfying ending to like know if they were going to be able to get together or not. And like just meeting at a, like going to the city and awkwardly waiting around to see if he could find the dog. That's kind of funny, but you know, heartache, Heartache and Death of a Government Clerk. I like those so much as well. But yeah, that was ladies, Lady with the Pet Dog. If if I, I guess, and it was funny because like he he wanted to be able to show it. He saw the dog in the new city and he, he recognized the Pomeranian. He was like, that's that's Anna's dog. But he didn't know the name of the dog. It was like he, he, he had shouted the name of the dog before to be able to get its attention. Because maybe if he could like capture the dog, he could be able to like get Anna's attention at some point. But he's like, ah, oh, shit, I forgot the dog's name, which was kind of funny as well. But yeah. The, the, the way this story is described is just, you know, he forgets about yeah, Anna, the lady with the pet dog. Yeah. That one that you saw at the coffee shop, you know, like, oh, damn. Anyways, I'm going to play more tracks to be able to, you know, hit off, finish off, you know, this, well, not finish off this, so play some more tracks to be able to connect to that story. Um, Beach Bunny, they just put out an album like this week, last week, last Friday, I really am vibing with. It's called Honeymoon. And it's kind of on the idea of um, making sacrifices for a relationship. And I like it. I'd describe it as more pop, but like sunny, sunny, like bright, bright, bright lyrics, bright singing. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty pleasant t- to the ears. Now, the two tracks I'm going to be talking about or I'm going to be playing, Cuffing Season and Racetrack, one that's really, you know, upbeat and the other that's not so upbeat. But I do particularly enjoy these two tracks off of Beach Bunny's new album, so I hope you do enjoy. Here on CITR 101.9 FM.
God, what a sad song. Well, it's like, it's a pretty sounding song, but like, I just listen to the lyrics. It's like, oh man, just like trying again and again to be able to, yeah, be able to catch up. Uh, anyways, that was Beach Bunny's newest album. Came out last week, Honeymoon, talking about heartbreak, sunny indie pop, but you know, some sad heart pulling strings as well. This is Jordan. I appreciate y'all listening to me chat about stuff here on CITR and um, I hope you did enjoy me talking about Anton Chekhov this Russian writer that you know born in 1860 and was writing some pretty funny and sad stuff to be able to impress the uh, Russian crowd back in those days I do want to finish off this sort of show with uh, I, I think like consistently, I, I have been doing this with the past couple shows with a song that I really do connect with. So like these the last week I did, what did I do? Mac Miller. I was a bit of, a bit, big fan of his album. This week I'm going to do something a bit older. Adrienne Lenker, the lead singer of Big Thief, right? She put out an album, uh, Abyss Kiss, all under case, one word, um, in 2018. There's a nice music video to this particular song I'm going to play. It's called Symbol, right? Like, there's lots of symbolism going on in the, the, the lyrics, I guess. But nah, symbolism isn't the theme of the song that I want to talk about. It's more of um, the, the idea of um, time and things happening again and again and not meaning to have them happen again and again. And just things that you have you've thought you've been able to get over and then it happens again. There's a particular lyric that uh, I don't have the exact lyrics here. One of the lyrics is, do you see circling through? That's how one returns from two. We're talking about um, how you, you thought you had something, well, I don't know, in my interpretation, you ha thought you had something figured out and then you, you go to be able to do one plus one and then you get something that you didn't expect. You thought you had, had figured it out and you had done it before and then something else bad happens that you're, you're not aware of and you're like, shit, I thought... I thought I was over this and just it, things are happening again. They're so similar, but I've not, I still haven't figured, I still haven't figured it out. And that's kind of the themes that are going on in this beautiful track that Adrienne put out. And I'm going to play it for you to be able to finish off the show. So this is me tuning out here on CITR 101.9 FM. I really do appreciate you listening. And I hope you have a pleasant, um, I guess next time we'll be talking about, we'll talking to you will be in March. So I hope you have a pleasant remainder of your February. Thanks for listening.
um, and do have a great, great day. Bye-bye. Thank you.